I'm Stephanie Lugo, and this is the Market Authority Show. Hey, I'm Stephanie Lugo, ex-corporate nine-to-fiver turned top producing realtor and coach. It wasn't all that long ago that my husband and I quit our nine-to-fives to start our real estate business together with no experience in the industry, just a dream for a life with more freedom and flexibility and the chance to impact others along the way but it wasn't always easy. And I remember what it felt like to lack the confidence, direction, and know-how that we needed to build our dream business. Fast forward through lots of work, failed attempts, and lessons learned, and you'll see what we've built today, a business that offers us more freedom and income than we ever thought possible and changes the lives of others every day. I created the Market Authority Show to enlighten the path to becoming an authority in your market. I'm here to share simple, actionable, step-by-step help and inspiration to build your dream real estate business with help from timeless principles and today's cutting edge strategies. Whether you're just starting out on your real estate journey or you've been around for a while, we've got a few tricks up our sleeve that you'll want in on. So let's dive in. This episode is brought to you by the Market Authority Academy. I created this mentorship program because I remember what it was like to be lost, isolated, and completely overwhelmed by the real estate industry, and I just felt like my business was totally out of control. Now I get to help real estate agents around the world get their time back and earn more income than ever while they are at it by helping them earn an unfair share of attention through the latest social media strategies and systems that make it all feel effortless. Check out the show notes to book your application call and learn how the Market Authority Academy can help you triple your real estate business this year. Alrighty, my friends, so we are welcoming back MAA alums, Claire and Caleb Van Horn out of Oklahoma City. I'm super excited to welcome them back. So this is part two of a little mini series that we have with the Van Horns where we are helping them go through a live transformation. We had their first uh, their first part of this series back in October of 2021. Um, And then the holidays happened and, you know, things kind of went awry from there. But we are now finally getting back on board for um, our second episode. If you missed the first one, go check that out. That is linked in the show notes. But the premise of this whole series is to help them identify their core goals and then reverse engineer the plan that they need to actually help them meet and achieve that. And then they're carrying it out live and sharing that journey with us right here on the Market Authority Show. So I just want to acknowledge um, the Van Horns for their willingness to share their story um, and and really bring us in on their process. Um, They are incredible real estate agents, and I, I just feel really lucky to know two individuals like them. And honestly, like this is one of the hardest parts of running a national coaching program is I get to meet these incredible agents like Caleb and Claire, but I never get to see them because they're on the other side of the country. But you know, that's first world problems. I hope that you enjoy this conversation with Caleb and Claire as much as I did. Uh, So here's what we are covering during this conversation. They give us a quick update on how 2021 ended, um, some of their wins, some of their lessons learned from their first live event, all kinds of good stuff. 
We then go into their plans for the next year and some of the goals that they have for 2022. And then I also help give them a little bit of feedback and coaching and mentoring on how they can really be successful in that journey getting there. Okay, that's enough for me. Let's go ahead to Caleb and Claire. Let's do it, you guys. I'm super excited to to dive right in. We're just talking right offline. We're like, okay, so do we like try to get our bearings first offline or we dive in? We're going with dive in and I love it. Perfect. Welcome back to the show. Where would you like to begin? Um, well, we can kind of recap what the end of or the last time we talked and then end of 2021, um, kind of where we left off and then how we started 2022. Yeah, yeah. it's it's wild. Like I, I was just thinking about where we were at with that phone call and, and where we're at now. And it, it wasn't that long. It's not exactly a 90 day because we had to reschedule for our yeah. trip. Um, yeah. But things feel really different, which is really encouraging that like 90 days from now, things could feel really different too, which is cool. Yeah. So let's do just a really quick recap. So, um, we spoke in October mm-hmm. of 2021. It is now March 2nd of 2022. Um, how did it go through the rest of the year of 2021? Can we start there? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So as of the call, we had closed, uh, right at $6 million, um, of real estate, 21 transactions, and at the close of 2021, we had 6.7 closed, um, three more transactions in Q4, but then had uh, 7.1 technically pending. pending. So going into to 2022, already had some pending that we're going to close January. Yeah. Um, so that was exciting. Yeah, we had our, our brokerage awards last week for 2021, and um, they give kind of bronze, silver, gold, platinum, double platinum awards, the double platinum people, it's crazy how much they're selling. But, um, so we, we got the gold award. We were so excited. That's folks who sold between five and 10 million. And we walked out and Kayla said, I want that platinum. (laughs) (laughs) And I got really sweaty. (laughs) So, so I want to talk about one thing that we spoke about as you guys were trying to finish these, these numbers mm-hmm. was your guys's attitude towards those goals. And you just kind of gave me the opening with there. And, and Claire was like, I have to hit the goal. Like, I just, I have to set a number and I have to hit it to feel good. And Caleb was like, I don't care. Let's go high. And then, you know, maybe we land amongst the stars or whatever. So how did, have you guys, do you still feel that way after 2021? That's why we have two separate goals. <laughs> okay. And it's really neat because so um, through through um, MA, we have kind of a goal, the sheet that you did where you, you kind of go through, if you're wanting to make this much money, you have to do this many deals, et cetera, et cetera. So um, we made two of those. And one we just did with an income that we would feel comfortable with or happy with. And then the other one we did at 10 million. Um, so at, at 10 million volume. So it's been really neat. I mean, 10 million felt like a huge number to me. And I felt, like I said, sweaty thinking about it, but at least right now we're somewhat on track to do that. Um, you know how it goes when you have success, you think, well, it, it won't continue like this. That's sometimes my mindset, but, um, but I'm really grateful. I'm, I'm feeling a lot of gratitude right now that we're on track for that higher goal, which is really, really neat. I love that. So how are we feeling so far? We're feeling grateful. Energy's high. How have the last two months of 2022 gone? 
it's been pretty crazy. (laughs) We, it looks crazy. It's yeah, it's crazy everywhere, but, um, we at least right now have been predominantly working with buyers. Um, 40% of those are out of state investors. So that says a lot about the market of Oklahoma city right now. People have figured it out and are kind of coming here in droves. Um, it's good and bad. It's good for us because we love to help them and, mm-hmm. and we love to feed our family and, and all that, but it is hard because we also work with a lot of first time home buyers who are competing for those same, yeah. uh, properties. So it's just really hard making those calls of, I'm sorry, you didn't get it over and over and over again. Um, so that, that's been tough. Uh, and then of course, calling our, our investors who are all cash, uh, full appraisal gap coverage and saying, you got it. It's, you know, it, it's, it's, it's different. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. Two sides of the coin because our investors are really kind people and we want them to get great properties, but it is hard seeing the first time homebuyers lose out. Yeah. Are they are they for like long-term buy and hold or are they flipping or doing short-term buy and hold, buy and hold typically right now? Yeah. So in this market, there's just as much need for rental homes. Totally. So that's kind of what I always like tell myself. Yeah. Well, and something that like, I'm, I'm not just stroking their ego, the people that we're working with are very, very kind people and okay. they, they want to be awesome landlords. A yeah. few of them said, they emailed me and they're like, what do you think I could give as a, a new landlord warming gift to the tenants that are in there right now? They bought them gifts. No, who does that? Yeah. They do. They're wonderful people. So um, it makes me happy that they're getting these great rentals and that their renters are going to be really thankful to yeah. them. So yeah. Um, yeah. But numbers wise, compared to, or like for Q1 this year, first two months, we've closed four deals. No, no closed, closed five. five so far this year. We've got two wow. more. Yeah, I've got two more tomorrow. And then another two before the end of March. God willing. Yeah. Um, Get a couple more to the finish line. Yeah, yeah. So that's that comes up to about nine. No, yeah, right nine. at nine by the end of March. So for, for Q1. Mm-hmm. Um, at easy math. Three a month is the average. Um, what are my other numbers at? Yeah, four million dollars uh, gross. So. Well, that's 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 closed and pending. For, closed and pending. Yeah. Awesome. So so that's nine deals through the end of March. Correct. Yep. Okay. Um, that are that are under contract in escrow right now. Um, closed. Yeah, we have another six to eight active buyers that are looking. Um, our investors are definitely weaning out after this month. Most of them have now closed three or four deals. There's about three that we're working with who have all closed multiple deals. Um, and they're, I think they've found what they need and they're slowing down. So we're going to be back to just kind of our run of the mill first and second time home buyers. And then we've got two for sure upcoming listings. Caleb says we have six, but I think we have two because I like to go off of what's in writing. Yeah. Wedding. (laughs) Okay. I mean, it sounds like you guys are off to the races. Like this is all really good stuff, really important traction to have in the first quarter. Um, I, would you say your second quarter is usually more, um, more volume based? Like, yeah, usually. Yes. I mean, last year's the anomaly. We had a baby, you remember? And so the first quarter was slim. Yeah. Slim. So last Two year transactions last Q1 for sure. about half a million dollars. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was again like back to gratitude. We were just kind of looking at. I think in this first quarter we'll have done what we did in the first half last year, mm-hmm. and in this first quarter we will have done what I made total in 2019. Yes. So that feels really good. I was I was, thinking, I was on my own. Caleb wasn't helping me then, mm-hmm. but still, I'm like, I don't know. I'm trying to be better at, at being grateful and and not just saying what's my next paycheck because that's honestly my probably my go-to usually. So working on it. Well, I know you guys just had a fabulous vacation, but what is, what's something that you can do to really celebrate that awesome first quarter? Well, we are going, we're going on another little trip. We're going to New York to see some of our friends that live there over St. Patrick's day. But honestly, we've got these two closings tomorrow and I'm thinking we're going to take a long bike ride afterwards (laughs) and go somewhere and grab a drink with our kid. That's my favorite thing to do. Great. That's awesome. I love that. It's so important just to like have a little bit of intention in the way that we really savor those wins. And that's definitely well-deserved. Thank you. So some of the other, um, like non-production based goals that we had was you were planning an event with your database. You were really thinking about the way that you were going to engage with your database and, and cultivate more referrals. How did that go through the end of 2021? And then what, what are we looking at for in 2022? Can I touch on the party? Absolutely. We had a, a New Year's Eve party, uh, on the 31st, the first, and it was so fun. I had a great time. Yeah. Um, we, I thought it went really well, but that being said, I learned a lot from it. The party itself was awesome. It was like at the height of Omicron, would you say? So we got like a hundred RSVP yeses. And then like week of people were like, I'm coughing. I have a fever. We're like, get away. And so, um, I mean, probably half the people that were coming were able to, which was a bummer. Um, but outside of of our control, outside of that, I just, I really learned a lot about being kind of intentional with, yes, this is a priority to hang out with our friends, but also we want to make sure we're talking about our business. Um, there's things that we would definitely do for the next one. We didn't do for this one. This yeah. was a really good foot in the water, <laughs> foot in the door. Test run. Our foot is in something. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome though. So what yeah. were some, what were some of your big takeaways? Like what was one thing that really surprised you? Um, and then one thing that you would do differently next time. So many people want something to do on New Year's Eve. It is. Especially in Oklahoma City where there's. There's not a lot of things going on. Yeah. Um, so people were like, can I invite my friend? Can I invite my pastor? Can I invite my, sure. Like bring yeah. everybody. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, yeah, it, it, it surprised me how many people did want to come. Mm-hmm. Um, how many people didn't really know us very well that kind of heard it through the grapevine. Um, like I said, I want to be a lot more intentional next time about yes, you're here. Let's do some giveaways. Let's get them to review. Let's get them on social media, interacting with our brand. Um, we had an awesome oh, photo booth there that had our, our tag on it that a lot of people took pictures with, you know, just making sure that people are getting those posted. So we have even more interaction with their yeah. sphere. So that was successful. You had a lot of like engagement from that. I thought that we did, but we, we did, but I think we could have capitalized on it yeah, better. We didn't coach we them. Yeah, we, we could have coached them better on how to interact with us. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fine too. Um, because this is all just ways to exactly as you say, Claire, like coach and teach. And and a lot of times our, our database has to learn how to support us. And these are those awesome ways that we can help lead them to that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, we do. Yeah. So I it it was one of those things like 
I don't know I'd go back and change anything. I would just go and move forward and learn on that and, and push forward. Okay. So, yeah, we're excited. I, our goal is to have a summer event. Um, that's in our next 90 days kind of goals that we'll get to here in a minute. But um, really, we need to hit the ground running on that planning because we don't want it to be like last time where the thing about New Year's Eve, we loved it. It was great. But, um, you know, we've got my birthday, my, my son's birthday, a mom's birthday, Christmas, Thanksgiving. Yeah. And it's like, whoa. So if we could really plan more ahead of time. Um, yeah. I think that it would be like a well-oiled machine. Mm-hmm. I love that. So, so those are definitely really great building blocks that we can use just to get better every time. Yeah. It's always a learning experience, more data to use and, and improve upon, which is fantastic. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. um, I, I liked it this, this quarter, uh, we did Popeye's a little bit more, um, steady. We've done two so far this quarter. Our goal is to have at least one per quarter. So, um, yeah. two in the quarter was great. I think Caleb would love to a quarter, but my goal is one because I'm usually the one that's driving all around and um, putting those on doors. And yeah, it can be a little bit much. Um, Mm -hmm. Our monthly newsletter has gone out in January and February. March should be going out today. Today. Oh, it's going out today, Caleb says. Um, Yeah. So we've actually gotten a lot of compliments on that. It's something I have a lot of fun writing. I want it to just kind of feel like a friend has emailed you some funny things, some things about Oklahoma city, where to grab a drink, where to go to a St. Patrick's party, what Netflix movies you should be binging right now. Um, I just kind of wanted to feel fun and not hear the listings right now because anyone could go online and look at listings if they wanted to. Um, so yeah, we've actually had a lot of fun with that or I have. Mm -hmm. Love that. So you make it way more like personal, very market centric, just around like things to do right. geographically. Geographic, and then also, I mean, we talked about like homestead exemptions, you know, things that are like practical, Hey, you should be doing this right now. So like spring cleaning stuff, some things coming in March, you know, headed into that time, what you should be doing. Oh, I did my, my rom-coms need to binge on yeah. Netflix. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. It's a little over the board, but I hope it's something that you know, when you get an email from someone and say it's from, I don't know, Rhonda Jones, I, don't, I made up that name and you know what it's going to say. And so you just delete it. Like, uh, yeah, anything from her all the time. And and I hope that they say like, Oh, we got an email from Claire and Caleb. What in the world is this going to say? Make someone want to open it up. Um, you know, I'm, I was going to say we're a little zany. We are not a little zany. One of us. Is I'm a little zany. And so I'm able <laughs> to, you know, be excited to get that email and it not just be another you're in your bed in the morning, just deleting email after email. And I'm one of those. Yeah. I I actually, I'm really glad that you mentioned that because that's a good reminder for myself because sometimes I've even noticed like, Oh, I'm just going through the motions and adding the same things. But I love that you're really thinking about like the theme of the month and trying to add something in that's special. That's a great tip for anybody. And it makes it so personal. Absolutely. Thank you. Cute. Okay. Let's get for the goals. What are we looking at? Okay. Um, well, I'd love to close another six deals in the next 90 days on top of the nine. So um, that's to a total of 15 for the next 90 days will come to like May 31st, June one. Yeah. So not exactly the first half of the year, just shy. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're about halfway to capping right now with our brokerage. And cool. so I really, I just have had this goal of capping by the middle of the year this year. Last year we capped in 
October. Mm -hmm. And it was just so sweet in November and December to like have extra Christmas money. And, um, it felt really good. Our brokerage takes really good care of us. So that's my goal. Yeah. Okay. Caleb, what's your goal? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know, we're going to be close. I like, if you're saying by the end of Q2 or are we talking 90 days specific? What's, what's easier? End of Q2. Okay. That could give us an interesting news. I'd like to be close to 8 million. And my eyes got big. (laughs) Just looking at, I mean, Q2s typically are, our heaviest time, you yeah. know, that we have quite a few people in the pipeline, quite a few buys and sells or, you know, combos that are lined up. Some people that are, big ones, yeah. that are at higher price points that will transact. It's just more a matter of finding the right house. Mm-hmm. So I'm hopeful to be close to, to $8 million in um, under contract or closed. Would love that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so pending through Q2, I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, how many how many units is that, Caleb? For eight, I think it's going to be about eighteen. Okay, so another nine. Nine to ten. Yeah. Units. So my goal is fifteen, and your goal is yeah nineteen. Yeah, we'll say even twenty. Why not? Oh, oh, okay. What's one more, Claire? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> so I I think that when we had spoken last, um, you you even mentioned Caleb, like oh my god, like forty would be great. Yeah. Is that kind of where you're wanting to see, like, like if that would be sweet this year to hit 40? Yeah, I think more so than number of transactions is is more volume. Because, like, we have, we, we do help a lot of first-time home buyers. We have people that range from we're buying our first condo to mm-hmm. we're buying our second or third home that is just a much larger price point. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, I'm looking at it more like gross volume than number of transactions. I know number okay. of transactions we have some that are repeat, you know, if you're talking about just, uh, our, our investors, they're buying two or three in a year. I, I like volume a little bit better than transactions. Yeah, you really wanted over 10. You really want that platinum. Over 10 million is the goal for the year. I'd like to be at eight by the end of Q2. Okay. I love that. It sounds like you guys are tracking there for sure. Um, can we talk about the cap? Yeah. Totally. I think that this is a really solid goal. I think this is really concrete and it's not one that feels um, fluffy. Like it's one thing to say, like, and I, this is my, this is my signature move. Oh my gosh, we're going to close X amount of deals and yeah, rah, rah. And Bryce is like, yo, (laughs) let's rein it back in. Let's like actually be serious about this capping, like hitting your cap. That is a goal that directly impacts your household, just as you were saying, Claire. Um, so I, I love that you have that goal to do that within the second quarter. Is it at unit or volume? Volume. Can I ask what it is? Can I ask what it is? Sorry, Siri. Yeah, so, so we pay our brokerage $10,000. And then um, okay. after that, a, a, a flat fee per transaction that's on the lower side. Yeah. Okay. No, that's right. Okay. So like our, our brokerage offers different uh, splits. Yeah. And this is yeah. one that we've chosen. Everyone yeah. caps at the same amount, but you can pay different percentages to get to that cap faster or slower. Is that Interesting. Yeah. yeah, that's super cool. Um, and you think you're gonna you think you're gonna hit that? I, I think well, I mean, we're definitely gonna hit it this year. But my goal is to hit it before the half year mark. Cool. Um, like I said, we hit it in October of last year, um, and I'm just trying to push it up a little bit. 
Of course, of course. And then that just gives you even more fuel to the fire to really make the most of the last, you know, six or seven months, whatever that happens to be. Yes. For us, it's, it's going to be about five and a half million in gross volume to get there by the end of Q2. So if that gives you a, Oh, you've got it for sure. That's, that's why I'm saying 8 million in 20 transactions. Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about it. How are we going to get it? Where are they going to come from? We, we have a sense that investors, you know, might be drying up, but more opportunities on the other end, where, where are we going to get the business? Yeah. So, um, we have, it's not a secret weapon at all. It's not a secret. I'm going to talk about this. Is that okay? No. Really? Yeah. Okay. We're not allowed to talk about it. Okay. Um, we, we have something that happened in the spring in Oklahoma that brings about a lot of buyers. That fit our target, that fit our, our ideal client. Yes. I, this is cracking me up that he's not letting me talk about it. But it happens in the spring and it usually brings in buyers very organically. We are trying to capitalize on it. Gosh, this is weird not being able to talk about it. Uh, we're trying to capitalize on it and um, talk about it more on social media, reaching out to this certain demographic, reaching the demographic that we have sold to in the past years in the spring. Hey, we know your friends are doing this thing. You can talk Bring them in. It's fine. It's fine. I guess. Okay, great. I'm doing it. I don't care. So match day for um, residency, medical residency is in March. For OU Medical, which is in Oklahoma City. Yes. And so. Okay. Can I just take a minute? This is like so specific. Like the audience that's listening to this, it's going to be like three people who are like, oh yeah, that makes sense. It's very wonderful for, for my business, for our business, um, really tapping into the people around the country that are getting matched here at OU Med and saying, we'd love to help you buy a house. There's some incredible medical loan oh. programs. So we really found some lenders to partner with who are helping these residents, residents, yes, residences, residents. Mm-hmm. Residents. Residents uh, find residences. Exactly. Yes. Oh, that's cute. Oh, yeah. there you go. PM that. Um, but <laughs> we we really found a lot of luck with that in the spring. So just making sure yeah. that we are using um match day as a selling point. Yeah. Creating more mm-hmm. content around it. Like she was saying, reaching out to the people that have transacted in the past, because typically they know people that are coming from, mm-hmm. you know, uh, medical school mm-hmm. that might also be moving here, even if they're not in the same residency. Yeah, or randomly like Alabama, Oregon, um, there's kind of been different hubs that they know people who are coming. So we're just reaching out to them quite a bit. Yeah. So are these going to be first time home buyers or are they selling where they're coming from? And then Usually buying they're first time home buyers um, yeah. and in, in the loan program is super interesting. They're kind of getting loaned based on their future salary as a doctor, even though they aren't a doctor yet. Um, so it, it's typically their first home. Yeah. That is so cool. And, and I, I'm really grateful that you did share that with us because one of the, one of the most difficult things to do, <laughs> one of the most difficult things to do is to kind of like look outside of the norm and find these different niches. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and really get curious about like, what is happening in my market that isn't directly in front of me? Because like for me specifically, like I have no ties to the medical world. Like if that's, if something like that happens in my area, I'd be like the, what, like I would have no clue, 
But there are other ideas that I always have around things that happen seasonally. And this is an amazing example of you guys getting really clear on your brand as it pertains to ideal clients and ways that you can connect with more of them creative, creatively that don't necessarily involve like boots on the ground all throughout the year. Yeah. So like you've positioned yourself in such a way to be prepared for them. Have you like met with lenders to like learn about these finance programs, all that mm-hmm. stuff? Yeah. And have worked on partnering with them to get you know, meetings at OU Med, kind of talk to those people. It is difficult to get into, but that is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, So get some more exposure, maybe even on the front end. So then there's even opportunities for referrals for people that are here for medical school, but going elsewhere for residency that you could match them with other agents. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Brilliant. I love that so much. It's been great. And and it's wonderful because they truly are ideal client. They're I'm like, we're the same age. And then I talk to them. I'm like, I'm getting old. I'm not the same age. Anymore. But, <laughs> but you know, there are, we're similar, similar age. Yeah, I suppose. Similar age and they're super excited. They don't, a lot of them don't know much about Oklahoma city. And so I get to talk about my true passion, which is this city. And I get to tell them here are the places you need to go get food at. Here's where you need to go get drinks. Here are the restaurants that are way overhyped. They're not as good as people say they are. Here's my favorite dog park. So I kind of get to go off and, and tell them all the fun things too. So when does this happen specifically? March 18th. It happens across the country on the exact same day, all at once. Yeah. (laughs) That's incredible that you guys like have, have honed in on this. That is so cool. Um, Next year, if I could just offer ideas, like, I feel like there's, there's a play for video content here. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, yeah, I agree. You don't even have to wait till next year. Like I would be literally trying to figure out like content and stuff. That is so cool. Mm -hmm. Okay. I want to respect your guys's strategies. Um, So thank you for sharing what you did there. Let's go on to the next topic. Is that cool? Yeah, absolutely. Um, We, we have big news in that our son is in full-time childcare. Oh my gosh. Oh, so sad, but also so so exciting. This is our first full week. And um, yeah. It's thrilling and devastating. Did you see every emotion on my face? Uh, I was like, oh. Yeah, no, it, is, it really is wonderful. Like we're so excited for what it's going to do for our business, for our time, for our mental health. For our yes. Marriage. And yet so sad. And also just like time with him is a little bit sweeter and not as true. Like, I feel like I've got to get work done while he's here. And then, you know, it's like we can kind of separate and say time with him is time with him and time with work is time with work. That's so great. I think it'll give us a, a few more boundaries and it's five minutes away instead of coordinating grandparents and babysitters and everything Yeah, else. we've had quite a few so. ice storms in the past few months. So there've been a lot of closures and um, yeah, we're just excited to have some consistency. So what that brings is, is hopefully some routine for us. Um, routine has not been our best friend. Um, life no. is kind of like, what will today bring? Um, and I want to wake up and be like, I know exactly what today's going to bring. So within reason, real estate's always a little bit of the unknown. Yeah. Uh, so, so having routine, our systems being better, we have the systems. It's about us using them. Okay. Where do you guys want to start? Because I feel like this is where we can get into some strategy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Caleb, any thoughts? Well, I'll just recap the things that we've done since the last time we talked yeah. um, that have changed. So we started a birthday program, um, actually honing in on that and making sure that that's getting done every month. 
um, referral program and just being more intentional with that. The We had HomeBot previously and kind of dabbled in it, but that's set up and going. Um, so we've that's had some another really touch. good feedback on that and we've had some harder feedback on that. So just kind of getting better at HomeBot. Is it feedback like Zillow says I'm worth this? Yeah. Okay. So or, yeah, that's an educating moment. That's a moment to say like, you know what? I kind of, let me take a little bit deeper and say, yes, you know what? I agree. Let me update some things that that's actually really fun interaction for me because that's where I get to like roll up my sleeves a little bit and, and work with them on that. Yeah. So that's been opportunities, but those are, those three things are things that have been done and accomplished okay. and set up since the last time we talked. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, we use YLOPO, which, mm-hmm. uh, the podcast of the day was really interesting with, um, what's his name? Barry. Barry. Yeah. Uh, but we use YLOPO already and that's been, you know, something that we've utilized in the past, but making sure that every single person is on searches and then we're monitoring that more consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, uh, CRM is set up, it's organized. Where are you looking at me? But there's someone that doesn't like it. <laughs> I like the CRM. Okay. Yeah. So, um, h- habit, right? Like, is it habitualized? No, it's not. And, okay. and it's kind of that New Year's rush type thing when we had the, the first month. I mean, Caleb did, hit, you know, he went through all the A's in his phone, all the B's in his phone, all the C's in his phone. And then still you still are doing it. I know nothing. Um, but for me that, that kind of trickled off. So I kind of need to have my second wind of the new year and it's a new month. Okay. Um, okay. So let me just recap birthday program, referral program, home bot, Y Lopo CRM is set up baller stuff. You guys, that, that stuff it's, it's really, if you're just listening to this and you're like, okay, going through that mental list, like, yeah, I mean, it's no big deal. No, no, no. This setting up those systems and then doing it consistently is extremely challenging. So you guys deserve lots of acknowledgement for putting that into place. And then with the intention of carrying that through this year, I think that you will be absolutely shocked at what Q1 of 2023 looks like because of that work that you guys have done. So big kudos there. Great job. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Can I talk, can I lead into social media? Is that okay? Sure. Social media. Ooh. Um, I have actually had a great time engaging with folks. Um, mm-hmm. I'm all about commenting. I'm all about, uh, messaging. I'm having really fun conversations. We've had three Instagram leads that have more so panned out. Um, one of them, kind of change their mind, but I think that we've got them. We'll, we'll see them pretty soon again. Um, so I'm, I'm feeling really great about that. I'm having a hard time with this a little bit ago, authentic, original and unique content. Yeah. Does it exist? <laughs> um, it's, it's documentation, not creation, I think. Mm-hmm. And a really good example of that is the really fun content that you had from your vacation. And yeah. I even told you off, offline, I was like, I had to show Bryce all of your videos and see like, look how fun this is. And like, we had a whole conversation about it. And like, we're on the other side of the country. <laughs> and I'm just like this, this little like, you know, friend who's peeking in on what you guys are doing from day to day. That stuff is always super engaging. And that's truly authentic. Now we're not on vacation every day. 
Um, but you know, as a, as a really fun way to celebrate your success so far, you're going to go on a bike ride and go to a drink. Like that's stuff that I want to know about. I want to see real life day to day. So if we're thinking about what actual like original content is, a lot of time, it's literally the difference between creation and documentation, which is a Gary Vee thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like him or Hayden, that's actually a really helpful principle for me to understand why sometimes it, it feels silly to just be like documenting the things that we're doing day to day. Um, but it is, it is what tends to be get tends to be the most value rich content in terms of engagement. Yeah. I want to tattoo that on my hand. That's really good. I, I like that because I enjoy documentation. I enjoy and I, you know, talking to people about what's going on in our life, talking to what's going on in their life. I do have a hard time being like, let me tell you three strategies for a winning offer, you know? And I'm like, yeah, the, the problem The problem is, is if you're having that type of a conversation, you should be having that conversation with a committed client. Mm -hmm. Like if someone is waiting to get that information from you, like, like you've already lost that, that prospect on social media, because at that point, if they're at that place in the transaction, they've already been exposed to like five other agents and they're interviewing two. So I, I see this a lot on Instagram specifically, and I'm seeing it a lot on TikTok too, where people are literally doing like the Googleable stuff of like the step one, two, three, da, 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 da. and while I do think that that's helpful, you know, maybe sprinkle that in from time to time, and especially seasonally, like if there are seasonal shifts in the market, that stuff is really important to share. But if it's the core marketing strategy, I agree. I I think it's missing the mark a little bit for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's well, and especially for our ideal client who we typically work with, and I don't think you know we don't do Zillow leads or other you know kind of lead sources like that. That there is a huge education hurdle. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. most of the people that we work with are they've done a lot of research on their own, and they've been looking at houses right. you know, on Zillow or Redfin or whatever for months mm-hmm. in the background, and then you know their hand raising or connecting with us and saying, Hey, we're, we're more interested in buying, or, you know, you talked about this and I'm going to reach out to you on Instagram because I know I can trust you and you've, you know, proven yourself to me in that, that vein. Yeah. The two words that are kind of like going in my head right now are documentation and consistency, just because, um, there are some days I've had three cups of coffee and I'm like, boom, boom, social media. And, um, then other days and I'm like, I would rather throw my phone out the window than post on social media (laughs) today. So, um, you know, just living in a consistent place. I, I do see the fruit every time that we do it. It, it always, you know, it, it does pan out. So um, one of the leads that, that we're, I'm being a listing appointment with this week from Instagram is someone that I've just kind of been interacting with for probably a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm, I'm, yeah, it does, it does come just takes a minute. You're not going to see it immediately. Yeah. And we had, we had spoken about that in October. Um, you had just gotten like recently had just gotten your first, like never met you before lead on Instagram, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. So it's good to see that that's continuing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, We did close that. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Happy for them. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if you need permission, if you need to take a day off, take a day off. Like if, if it's one of those days where like, I'd rather throw my phone, like it will be more expensive to do that than just take a day off. So that's okay to do that. Yeah, Thank like, you for that. Yeah, yeah I was like, who the do that? Um, absolutely. And it, it like, we're not in the best place with like working out and eating healthy, but it reminds me of that, of, 
of, you know, just because you have a, a cheat day doesn't mean it's a cheat week. And sometimes with social media, I'm like, well, I didn't post on Monday. So why would I post on Tuesday? You know? Oh, and yeah. It's that's, like, well, put in the saddle. Yeah. That's where it's hard. So, so to be in, in the spirit of honesty and, and vulnerability, I'm in that space right now too. And I have been for like a couple months where I'm like, I, I, I can't, I cannot, I'm not in the right headspace to be even documenting a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it's because like, I'm in the process of moving and I know, you know, you guys have experienced that too. And it's just like all this stuff. Um, so I literally have a paper planner where I like take five minutes and I choose the three days that I know I can post. I assign myself topic items. And then like, I just kind of like scratch it in a little bit so that I know I'm at least showing up and that has been feeling a lot easier. That's, I, that's something I, I would like to implement because, um, yeah, I get those endorphins when I check it off too. So that's, <laughs> that's nice to have. Well, and I think too, uh, this is something we've talked about is Claire has handled a lot of the transactions and we're still figuring out how I fit into all of the business. And oh yeah. That's one of our challenges. Kayla does work another job. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, and with that, it's, it creates challenges, but also it's like, if I'm not introduced in the beginning of the, the deal or not a part of it, then it's really hard for Claire to feel like she can hand it over to me. Yeah. Um, Especially as someone that has control issues. Yeah. And you've run a business a certain way and I jumped in a year ago. So there there's hurdles that we've tried to overcome or are working on overcoming with that. And also maybe adding a transaction coordinator or a VA of some sort that can create a little bit more flexibility in Claire's schedule to have creative energy for social media. And Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, getting consumed by just deal flow and increase in that has the last thing she wants to do. She's like, I got to take care of the clients I have more so than cultivate the pipeline. And I'm so proud of you for understanding creative energy. (laughs) I think, I think that that's something you're just looking at our, the rest of this year and into the future is like, you're energized by connecting with people and helping people, but the paperwork, although you're good at it and enjoy it and get it done, doesn't necessarily, we can outsource that and it's not client facing to where our business isn't going to suffer as much. And I think that's something that we're kind of toying with. Yeah. Okay. Definitely figuring out when, when to hire, you know, I think that's a really interesting conversation with a lot of people. I've, I've known people who are doing way less, that have hired. And I know people that are doing way more than us who are not hiring. So, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's, I think a little bit more about capacity than anything. Why would you say, can you pinpoint w- the strongest reason why you have not hired on somebody yet? Oh, mm-hmm. it's not a cute look on me. It is selfishness. I think, I think that I am like, well, I don't want money of my hard earned paycheck going somewhere else. You know, I've worked really hard and and I could just do, I just say, I could just do it myself. I can just do it myself, but I am getting to the point where I can't just do it myself. I, I need, I need the help. And, um, the money that you spend on this is, you know, money I'm making, just going out and selling homes. Yeah. Do you agree? Uh, yeah. I mean, it just comes back to economics and where you're most useful and where your time is best spent. And I think that if we looked at the business and where most of our business comes from is Claire and, you being more the face of it and me in a supportive role. And so it's like, you need to be out client facing much more than handling paperwork in the background. So whether it's me or someone else, 
that needs to be. But you're free. I don't pay you. (laughs) Yeah. But he's not. I know. Because he's, he's also contributing creative energy, as we said. Absolutely. And you guys have also come to a really cool place where now you get to compartmentalize work from family. Mm-hmm. And that cannot spill over because at some point that's going to kind of cross into a boundary that you've set for yourself. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So you guys are not in the same mindset when it comes to that scarcity mindset, right? Like it, I feel like Caleb thinks differently about this than you do, Claire. I saw I saw the best uh, reel that someone posted the other day that said, "Really should have worked on my mindset before I worked on my business." <laughs> you know, I was so busy kind of working on the business that I kind of forgot to get, and, and that's why I keep harping on gratefulness because that's really where I'm, I'm trying to be right now. But I, it's true, I worked on the business so hard, and it's like, oh, maybe I should have kind of centered mm-hmm. myself a little bit. Let's look at it this way. Can I offer a different mindset? Can I offer a different perspective? Please. Okay. Your business is where it's at because of your mindset in a good way. Like look at how far you have come and look at how much you've been able to accomplish the two of you. But really like Claire, like you started this business and and you are the base of this business. You're putting out so much of that social media content and connecting with people and coming up with really creative ways to engage with your database. Like you've been able to get to this point because of where your mindset has has been and you've been really scrappy. And so in one way, yes or no? I am scrappy is what I said. Cool. Okay. So, so in one way, this has actually served you. That scarcity mindset has served you because you've been looking at ways to protect your household Mm -hmm. and to contribute in a meaningful way. You took a big risk by going full-time into real estate when you thought it was going to be a cute side hustle from our last conversation. Mm -hmm. You use those words. I promise I'm trying. No, I'm, that's exactly, that is exactly. Yeah. And so, and so this is your, where you're feeling this scarcity, this friction when it comes to delegation, that is your mindset trying to protect what you've been able to build. Mm-hmm. And so this is a part of you that's trying to protect you. So we can have some kindness and compassion for that. And we can also recognize that we have evolved beyond that point. Because now you're at a different place. You are not at the place to where you are scrappy, trying to put together a business and figure out a way to make it profitable and full-time and make sure that you still have time to care for your beautiful son and foster a loving, nurturing marriage, right? And so now we can say, thank you, mindset, for getting me to this place. It's time to shift into a new role. That's good, Stephanie. That's right? like therapy. That was good. It's interesting because you're going, this is not the first time you're going to have this. Yeah. A year from now, maybe, maybe 18 months from now, you guys are going to be having this conversation again and feeling like, where's this friction coming from? Something feels hard. Mm-hmm. Something feels difficult. And it's because every time we reach a new level, it's going to require us to change a little bit about ourselves. This is why so much of that inner work matters, but you can't proactively do the inner work. Mm-hmm. you, you kind of can, but like, it's, yeah. you're going to have to be called to the occasion in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah. That is really good. That's awesome. So let's, so talk, moving about, forward. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about delegation. Let's talk about how we do that. Let's get practical about it because that's the, that's the woo. That's the inner work. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's yeah, going to so- take a while to rewrite that story, but we can get a little practical in the way that we start making steps towards that. Mm-hmm. So uh, a TC is definitely on our horizon. Caleb, would you say? Yeah, I mean, either TC or VA, someone to kind of offload what is Claire's daily interactions with title and with deal flow and status, I think that consumes a lot of mental energy and time. And I think that in some ways, maybe you're scared if that goes away, what do you do? Hmm. And, I hadn't thought about like that, but maybe. Yeah. And, and the, you know, and so then it's like what it puts your feet to the fire a little bit more to be on like the pipeline side and trying to create more business. And I think that's where you thrive is, is in that place. So I think that that's something, I mean, we're looking at, I, I think is the next logical step. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, showing assistant, I don't think makes the most sense right now because most of the people that we interact with, like it still needs to be us to some degree um in the future i can see that being a place that we can take a step back but right now as much fear is that what you're saying yeah i mean i just think like right now i i I think that's something that you enjoy so much and that's a place for you to connect and thrive and build the referral business Mm -hmm. that it makes a lot of sense for you to be there Mm -hmm. or for me to be there and so the thing that can be done that people don't see that's in the background is all of the you know point a to point b to get the deal to the closing table Mm -hmm. So when was the last time you guys did the time tracker and task audit exercises? Mm-hmm. That was a great question, Caleb. Have we, we've I done it. it. I've done it. Mm-hmm. What? Did you complete it? Yes. Okay. I completed it. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's upsetting. It's probably when we started. I mean, okay. like, yeah. so, so over been a year. Probably about a year. So you were in a totally different place a year ago. Um. Yeah, I was like feeding a baby every few hours uh-huh. in the newborn uh, haze. Yeah. yeah. And now, Whoa, but yeah. Oh, that's so sweet of you to say. Oh. You don't mean that. <laughs> he definitely does not mean that. I had postpartum rage. Um, anywho. Um, yeah, a totally different world. So I would love to do that. I think that it would be a little bit of a rude awakening. Um, just because I spend some weird time on some very non-essential tasks. You have to have clarity on it though. Because you can't just assume that we know where the bottlenecks are. We have to find clarity and we have to make data-driven decisions. And so that's a really good exercise to do. So I would challenge you guys to schedule like some time in the near future to do that, especially now that, um, that your son is in daycare and now that like, you know, things have loosened up, um, that's going to really help you understand what's working and what's not. And then from doing that exercise, you do your time tracker and then we put it in the task audit. From the task audit, that's going to literally help you guys itemize what needs to be passed off. And that's going to be your job description when you go to hire. So that's going to help you decide whether or not a, an in-person, like not in-person, but a local transaction coordinator is going to be more beneficial. Or if you can start with a VA, you guys might find that you might need both. Mm-hmm. But we can do it one at a time. And that way we can get really curious about making some goals throughout the year. So maybe it looks like in Q1 throughout, you can do this in the next 30 days. So do that time tracker and have a meeting at the end of Q1 of what those tasks need to look like to hand off. And then your goal for Q2 is to put out your job description, put out your job posting and hire somebody by the end of Q2. So we don't have to do this overnight. 
but we can take like the next three or four months to put this plan in place and do it in a way to where we're not just immediately handing over keys to the kingdom. Claire and Caleb, you're both very involved in the process and you're making these decisions in a way that you both feel really comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm getting more and more open to the idea. It's just, it's, it's one of those things that it kind of has to sit with me for a minute. Yeah, of course. It takes a while to rewrite the stories we tell ourselves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What are you writing down? I'm writing down notes. Mm. So I'm going to go re-listen to my voice. Oh, great. <laughs> so do we, do we want to talk about routines a little bit? Yeah. Um, sure. Sure. Okay. I think well, that was a... I think that was the last big, big thing that I took away. It sounded like just, especially now with a little bit more freedom, a little bit of that stuff off of our plate of like, you know, the mental logistics of, you know, coordinating everybody with childcare, mm-hmm. we, we can talk about routines. And I think that, um, I guess I'll just let you start and tell me what is working and what isn't working. What is working is location. We have cardened off our, our office space and, I was, you know, when you first move into a home, you're sometimes working at the kitchen bar, you're sometimes working on the couch, but going to a location that it's like, when I am here, I am in work mode mm-hmm. has really changed my, I think my working mentality. Yeah. Um, so when I'm up there, I am working. Um, time blocking has worked well, but I can definitely get distracted. Yeah, I think it's, a lot of it is just, segmenting the day even more like i think it's very loose right now it's like oh yeah i'll take a showing at this time or i'll do this at this time or inspections just whatever is available mm-hmm. and it hasn't the schedule hasn't allowed for the things that need to get done or maybe like the secondary task like the the initial stuff gets done the stuff that gets the deal closed gets done but the outside working on the business you know, as a whole doesn't takes a, a back seat mm-hmm. and that time hasn't been carved out as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like transactions are going connection with spheres going, but maybe, you know, implementing this system or really honing in on it isn't like there is no time space for it. Cause it feels mm-hmm. like, Oh, I've got Henry now and we're, you know, we're going to go do X, Y, or Z or yeah. where did the time go? Or I was on a conversation or a call for 30 minutes instead of five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes that happens. Um, what I find for me, I have to have that morning routine. I have to have an evening routine and I have to have an end of week routine. And for, for Bryce and I, it's like the end of week meeting that changed everything for us. So do you- I usually hear people say, you know, start of week meeting, but I, I like the end of week. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. So what we do is we have a quick morning I guess like a Monday morning huddle, you could call it. We're looking at the pipeline report every day and checking out like which leads we have coming up in the next like client, you know, prospects in the next 100 days, that kind of stuff, any outstanding clients, and then looking at the calendar for the week and just taking note of any big activities coming up or or big appointments, inspections, appraisals, listing appointments, that kind of stuff. And then Friday we go back and we say, okay, what happened? It's kind of like an after action review. What happened? What went well? What got missed? What do we need to schedule in hard schedule for the next week? Mm-hmm. And the things that you're hard scheduling are those things like the newsletter or the video sesh or like the marketing things that are really easy to schedule over if something more urgent feeling comes up. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's good. I'm just to take some notes, but it looks like you're doing it. I got it. Great. How are your morning routines feeling? Are those okay? No. Okay. I mean, I would say most mornings are slow mornings. Yeah. Uh, especially coming back from vacation, our son is still sure. maybe adjusting to back to central time zone versus east coast so yeah, he's, he's sleeping into like 7 30 or 7 45 so we were sleeping in too yeah, yeah. and get back to it yeah and i think that's changed just like some of it we like slow mornings mm-hmm. i think that that's time intentional time we get to spend with him that we do too is you know fun and we don't have to hustle out the door and that's something we enjoy um yeah we told our daycare we probably won't be there before we're not gonna be those parents that are there before nine i'm sorry <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah. But, and I think, I think the difference is like right now I don't have a, at nine I'm doing X, Y, or Z, or like, these are the first things that I need to do to start my day. So, so let's say like you guys get back home after you've dropped off Henry, you're like trying to kind of get your bearings and stuff. Would you say that's a better time to plug in a morning routine? Or would you say that taking 15 minutes before um, Henry even wakes up is a good time to do it? That's what's more achievable would be to do it after we drop them off. Okay. Cause I think that like that won't change if I somehow skipped an alarm or decide, you know, got lazy or whatever, then it's like, well, I've missed that. And so it throws me off. And we also have a, one morning a week. I get coffee with a group of girls pretty early and one morning a week. He gets coffee with a group of guys. So that's two mornings a week that that wouldn't work anyways. Yeah. You see, you guys say stuff like that. And I'm like, why do we not live in the same market? I want to come with you to get coffee. <laughs> we have a really fun coffee shop we both go to. Yeah. And they just connected the dots that the spouses belong to each other. And they're like, oh, there's a group of guys that comes on a different day. We're like, yeah, we, we know them. Oh, my God. That's so cute. Yeah. So so that's okay if you want to have your morning pick up right after you guys like get back in. That means your morning truthfully needs to start the evening before. Sure. And so for me, what that looks like is every evening I'm setting my top like two or three must do's for the day before. I'm like actually reviewing that list and I'm writing it down because I'm a pen and paper gal. Like I need to actually have that. And then I am reviewing the calendar for the next day, getting clear on any of those, you know, appointments so that I'm not trying to start from scratch in the morning or think like, oh, what am I going to do? You know, what am I doing today? Like I've already detailed my prospecting and marketing tasks and then um, figured out like if there's anything else on the calendar that has to be done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and we, our evenings, at least right now, Henry goes down like seven. And so, I mean, I just, I treasure our evenings, but that would take. Less no time, minutes. no time. Less than 10 and minutes. so I just think I need to remind myself, do this, and then you can have your evening. You know, I, I get very into my night routine. My, my evening routine is like a cup of tea and, you know, I listen to a podcast in bed, like it, or read every now and then. Caleb reads every night, but um, I'm more of a podcast girl. I love that. So Bryce and I do that too. We have our little tea after we put Grady down, but Grady has been going down at like eight or eight 30. So it's challenging. Um, but we make tea. Bryce is usually on his computer wrapping up some, some things. And then that's my time to like sit down have my like, you know, paper planner and do that. So I think that if you guys are at least doing that, you're not playing the guessing game and trying to spend 20 minutes first thing in the morning, trying to decide what your day is going to look like. That's really good. I mean, I think for me, at least setting a timer would help me a lot because 
it would give me that, like, you just hang in there for 15, 20 minutes, then you can go do your thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know about you and Bryce, but, you know, we spend most of the day together. So a lot of evenings we do our own thing. Caleb will, <laughs> Caleb will do his and I do mine. And I don't know. It's kind of worked. So we used to spend a lot of our days together. And um, at this point, we divide and conquer. So we have gotten to the point where we have really clear and separate roles. Uh-huh. Um, and, and you know, to be fair, Caleb, you just joined this like last year. And so it's interesting because it's not necessarily even a, oh, we have to go through a couple months until we both figure out what feels good. You actually have to go through multiple seasons. True. Because yeah. the, the way that your business responds to the market in the spring is totally different from the dead of winter, right? Yeah. And so it, it's okay that this is going to be a multi-year process for you guys. And, and that might be necessary to make sure that it's done well and right. So that at some point you both look back and you're like, wow, I just feel like this is exactly where we're meant to be. Um, but I, I, again, back to the time and task tracker, that is where that really helps you determine what specific activities are that you can actually build roles out of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. What do you think about the Indian team? It's go back to James Clear and Atomic Habits and <laughs> the, the six, six things. I mean, it's, he, he loves it. It's Atomic Habits. Yeah. So I, I think that's something that is easy, easily accomplishable for both of us. Mm-hmm. I think it's, maybe something we're going to have to push each other to consistently do outside of yeah. a week or two to kind of build yeah. a habit. Until it, feels, until it feels normal. Yeah. And we both do it in different ways right now, but That's I true. think sitting down and discussing it at length or, you know, seeing the other one do it is a way to motivate. And I think we, we work well in that. Mm-hmm. that cool. way. And I think as you, as you look back and see results, it's easier to stick to. So, mm-hmm. so that being said, we have, an evening and morning routine to return to. Mm -hmm. We have maybe an after action review on Fridays. Does that feel good? Does that feel like something you guys can commit to? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think so. Fridays, do you, do you typically do that? I mean, I know our hours are so strange, but do you do it um, before end of work day or do you do it post Grady going to bed? What's kind of that? Yeah. So um, we have moved our content creation days to Fridays so once a month, once or twice a month, I'm, I'm in the video studio straight up doing all of my batch video content for the month. And then directly after that, we'll have our meeting. Otherwise, it's usually between the hours of 10 and 12. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am at a place where my big goal this year is I don't want to work on Friday afternoons anymore. I'm, and and uh, truthfully, I'd like to have Fridays off completely. No other appointments other than that, like after action review and maybe a team meeting. Um, I'm done working on Fridays. Like I just, they're always a slow day for us anyways. And I, I want that time with Grady. Um, so again, it's kind of understanding what goals you might have outside of just production and then fitting the, the, the systems and routines around that to support that. I love that. That's great. Claire's going to be taking out Fridays now. Do it, do it. Work will expand to the time we allow it. (laughs) So yeah. It definitely will. Yeah. How do you guys feel? Great. I mean, um, I feel like we're in a good place. I feel like our pipeline is where we would hope it to be. I, you know, I, I want to fill in the blanks of where our investors are starting to trickle out, Mm -hmm. um, getting other people there, but, um, yeah, I think 
what's interesting, and I don't know, maybe you can correct me, but in the past, I don't think Claire's before MAA, before me coming on too, I don't think you've paid as much attention. Like there's been a loose pipeline. And I think oh, now- no, my first two years, I got my W2, my not W2, my 1099. And I was like, okay, look what I made. Like that, I did not, I did not track. Yeah. what I was making throughout the year. So seeing it now, like it, it's way more full than it was last year. This, this time <laughs> mm-hmm. it was more full than it was at the end of the year. And I think like seeing that and having actual, like, okay, we need to follow up with these people. These are people that we know are going to be transacting in 2022. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've got people all the way out to Q4 that have already reached out or that we're already working with mm-hmm. and know that they're going to transact. So it's like, the business is in a much different place and we can actually project income or gross volume, or I feel very confident that we can, with a little bit of extra work, get to 8 million by the end of Q2 and 20 deals. And, you know, I think that's, that's exciting. Mm -hmm. And I think it's actually something that is, um, you we can look at and it's tangible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whether or not it's there yet and deals will fall through and some people will transact and some people won't, there's going to be new ones that hit the pipeline that are hot and ready to go immediately. And there's going to be some that we nurture and it ends up we close them next year. Yeah. But like, it seems much, much more like a business and much more. Um, Truly. Yeah. And I guess my praise report is that, you know, when we first met with you thinking about starting market authority and I was like, I have done my business a certain way. I don't <laughs> want to change it. Um, I was really afraid of more work. I was like, I already feel overwhelmed. I don't want more work. I don't want more things on my plate. I don't want, and yada, yada, yada. But, um, it, it, it truly hasn't been, you know, once you get these systems, it, it makes less work. Like, I wish I could go back to myself and say, adding in more work makes less work and you will figure it out once you do that. Like, I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to tell anyone else, but adding in the extra steps will actually take so much off your plate. I love that. You guys even seem in a way more relaxed, like headspace too. Like obviously you're busy and you're stressed, there's stuff going on. Of course, there's always going to be that mental load, but like that confidence of knowing where the business is heading and knowing that you guys are going to be able to like ride those waves, even if things get a little bumpy along the way, like that is true leadership. And that only comes from a result of massive clarity in your business. And I'm loving seeing your guys' growth. It's so exciting for me. So I hope it's as exciting for you. And you guys should really feel so excited about every little win along the way because they amount to huge gains in your business and in your personal life. Absolutely. And we wanna we wanna make sure that we are celebrating, you know, every small win because if I had gotten a condo under contract four years ago, I would have been dancing and now I'm like, okay, moving on. And, you know, I just, I, I don't know. I don't want to live my life like that. I want to continue to be excited because it is all a gift. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. You guys, thank you so much for joining me. This was a little longer of a conversation than I expected, but I love every minute. Do you have any other questions for me before we say I do? Maybe we talk about this later, um, but got to get your tips on child sign language. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. Grady is killing it. There's a book. There's actually a book. I will send you like, I got a free like Kindle unlimited book on it. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll check it out at the library because um, we've Love got, that. we've got more, but it's like not even really more. So um, that's about all we've got. <laughs> He's at the perfect age to start too. Cause Grady didn't even really start picking it up until after 12 months. Okay. Yeah. That was great. I love that.
oh, you guys are crushing it. I'm so excited to, to see where, where the next um, quarter and, and where the next year takes you guys. So thanks so much for being so forthcoming and um, open and vulnerable with your business and with where things are going. It's, it's truly something um, that's exciting to see. So I appreciate you guys so much. Of course. Thank you, Stephanie. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in. A high five on taking some time to invest in yourself and in your business. If you're looking for more, head over to the show notes to find all the details and links to resources mentioned in this episode of the Market Authority Show. And if you're looking to find a new crew of like-minded pros to ask questions and bounce ideas off of, head over to the marketauthorityacademy.com to join my exclusive community on Facebook, check out my latest free masterclass and tons of bonus content, or apply to my mentorship program to learn how I can help you triple your business this year. Until next time, keep on crushing it.